are listening to the audio preaching podcast from North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California, led by Pastor Jack Treber. Though located in the heart of the Silicon Valley, you will hear fervent, old-fashioned revival preaching from the pulpit of North Valley Baptist Church. It is our desire that you will be helped by this gospel message. Your Bibles, please. We begin in chapter 1, verse number 1. The book is called Lamentations because he's lamenting. He's weeping. The prophet is weeping, weeping over his country, weeping over Jerusalem and Judah. Verse 1, how did the city sit solitary that was full of people? How has she become a widow? She that was great among the nations and princess among the province, how has she become a tributary? She weepeth sore in the night. Her tears are on her cheeks. All her lovers are none to comfort her. Her friends have dealt treacherously with her. They have become enemies. Judah has gone into captivity. The Bible says, verse four, the ways of Zion mourn. Verse number five speaks of her adversaries. Her children gone into captivity. By the way, that's what I'm concerned about. The kids who suffer because of the actions of moms and dads. Jerusalem. Verse eight, hath grievously sinned. Verse number nine, her filthiness is in her skirts. She remembered not her last end. She had no comforter. The adversary, verse 10, has spread out his hand upon her pleasant things. She has seen that the heathen enter into her sanctuary. All the people sigh. All the people are worn out. Is it nothing to you, all ye that pass by? Bible says, verse 16, for these things I weep. The man was brokenhearted for his country. I had the joy of growing up right here in little Centerville, California, now called Fremont, 2,500 people in our city. I had the joy of watching this area uh, of all the fruit trees. It was the most beautiful area here, the agriculture. All that was here, even when my wife and I came 45 years ago, Montague Expressway was not an expressway. This was a, 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 a farm area where we're, when I was a boy in the early mid-50s, we'd drive over here to get eggs once in a while where there's now Dell Computer, and we'd get eggs, and we'd come to see my aunt over here, which is now on El Camino Real off of their moonlight area, and we'd go see her and my, see my uncle. We'd pick up our eggs. It was a, a totally different area. And I'd say to myself, as we are driving on what is now 237, and it flooded out every spring, who'd ever want to buy this dumpy old land? You're looking at a man would like to buy it right now. I'd like to have had it. I love this area. I love our state, I love our country. I grew up where every day we stood in public school in this area. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the Republic for which it stands, one nation under God. I love the fact that I'm an American and I live here. I love the fact that that man who sang that first song, America, I met him, oh, 25, 30, I don't know how many years ago. I was in Philippines preaching and I was preaching in his church and God knit our hearts together and he's been here on our staff for so many years now, an American citizen and he gave oath to this country and as he sang that today, like all of us are immigrants. My grandparents were immigrants. My wife's grandparents were immigrants. We came to this country, but we're watching our country erode before our very eyes. Right is wrong and wrong is right. We better be careful, ladies and gentlemen. 
The second lamentation begins in chapter two. And it's showing that God even had to judge his people. And he dealt with the sanctuary of his people because his people had forgotten God. They abhorred the sanctuary. I think to stay out of the sanctuary for a half a year is to abhor the house of God. I was talking to a pastor this week who has a larger church than we do by much. And he said, Brother Traver, we've done all this stuff. We've done the online, we're back in, we're not supposed to be in, God bless him. Won't give his name because I don't want to tell the authorities. But I tell you what, uh, I, I ache for him. And he said, here's, here's what I, I see. We have kept the people that are seasoned. But we're losing the millennials. And he said, quite frankly, after 23 or four weeks, whatever it, is, it was, it, we talked. He said, the millennials, I don't even think are watching anymore. Hey, young people, it's getting by text. You're going to have to fight for something. You teenagers, the great revivals, the Wales revival, 1895, the Wales revival as a result of teenagers praying. And God used a teenage boy to lead that revival. Lasted for years, and about every 10 years it kept coming back for the next many years. I want you to know that God can use a teenager. God can use a young college student. God can use it, you college parents that are here, you came and you flew in and you've come from Mexico today and we had to find, you had to find out no school yesterday from Japan, from Korea. I, I, I'll meet with you this week. We'll do everything possible to be a blessing and a help to you. But you know, I, I want the church to stay open. Not a, we're not allowed in the college academic buildings. $5,000 a day, seven days a week because we use these property. And who knows what they're gonna to do to ratchet it up. I want you to say, say, college young people, we have revival coming up a week from next Monday, uh, Tuesday, with Brother Sam Epley, a great, great, I'm gonna use the word country preacher from Tennessee, and he'll be online preaching at 11 o'clock. We're gonna have me and them and Brother Everson and just a, just a few people in that auditorium. He's gonna preach. And if they don't allow us in an auditorium, we're going to my office, but we're having church. We're essential. We're gonna have college online. It's gonna be something. I'm looking forward to talking to my students with Zoom and see their faces. I teach young preachers about this great thing called preaching the word of God. But it needs to be some teenagers. It needs to be some college students. It needs to be some single adults. It needs to be some young married couples and some millennials that say, I am not gonna capitulate to government. I'm gonna stand up, stand up for Jesus as a soldier of Jesus Christ. So we get to our second text. Thank you, girls, that sang. I still need the song, it helped me so much. And I'm still gonna, if I need a title, I don't know what title other than is it nothing to you. And it will fit somehow. But we're in chapter number two, and we find ourselves in verse number eight. The Lord, hath purposed to destroy the wall of the daughter of Zion. Stop right there. You know a wall was built around a build a property, around a, 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 a city. That's why Nehemiah wept so much when he heard the walls of the city were burned with fire and he sat down and he wept and he fasted and he prayed and he beseeched the throne of grace for his city. There ought to be a love. Every pastor that preaches the word of God ought to have an overwhelming love for his city. God has called you to a city. 
God has called you to stand. Oh, wouldn't it be something if we had 20,000 churches in California had their parking lots filled next week and preachers would stand up and preach, thus saith the Lord. That's what Tesla did. One man, one man said, you can't open it. I remember 1965 where they opened that plant. It was a GM plant. I remember going through that plant and we walked and at the end of the walk, look at the plant as they built 1965 Chevys. They said, you have just walked five miles in this building. And then it became other corporations and other, but now it's the Tesla. And he said, I'm telling you, Mr. Gavin Newsom, I'm opening up my plant. He said, you can't. He said, I'm moving to Texas with my plant. He said, go ahead and open. I'm telling you, the church is essential. And the Bible said this, the Lord hath purpose to destroy the wall of the daughter of Zion. Why, they, they, wouldn't, they wouldn't fight for their sanctuary. They wouldn't stand for it. Look what he says, oh, this is getting gonna, gonna get good with the Bible right here. All's good. And he stretched out a little line. He drew a line. And had not withdrawn his hand from destroying. Here it is, here it is. Therefore he made the rampart and the wall. I want to speak on that. The rampart and the wall to lament, for they languish together. You know the, the rampart and the wall are together? We sing, and, uh, 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 we, uh, uh, let me get the words. Oh, say, can you see by the dawn's early light? Scaldy, we pay, da, 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 da. Who's, who's brought stripes and, I'm getting there, bright stars through the perilous. Why don't they ever ask me to sing in this church? Or the ramparts we watch, or the ramparts, there it is. Or the ramparts we watch. A rampart is the little wall. It's on the front lines. As they come to the shore, the rampart is down here and it's a place of fortification and safety because down in the rampart, they're close to the battle. But then there's a mighty wall that's here. I bring to you this morning the rampart and the wall. I'm the wall. You young people are the rampart. I can see something from my wall that you can't see. So I'm gonna fire from the rampart, from the wall as I see the enemy coming. But you're gonna have to do your part down on the rampart to reach that crowd that's right down there that's coming to our shores. You're gonna have to do something. Notice the, the Bible says, and the rampart, I love the rampart. I love the fact that it's a front wall and teenagers and young people, you're gonna to have to erect some walls in your life. My mother and dad put walls, my wife's mother and dad put walls in the life of their family. That's why I guess she's got six brothers that are living for God, three of which are preachers. You heard my sister-in-law over here sing in that ladies group earlier, and my wife, two ladies, six brothers, Mother died October 4th, 1970, 50 years ago. Dad just died. But all their kids are in church today. 
We have three children, they're all serving God full time. Two are pastors, one's a Christian school principal. All of our, all of our children have been locked out of Sunday school, grandchildren, 14 of them. For a half a year, they need Sunday school. And so you on that wall, you, I never try to use age, but you three men that sat in a bench, a bench, a bench last night, three retired military men in our church, three men all age 82 that went in the military in the 50s that gave a life to this country who stood, and by the way, behind them last night on this property outside and all over this property kneeling was another 120 men and at the other property men kneeling and praying and every day this week men and ladies and children on the school property and over here all hours of the day and night and deacons every night praying. I tell you what, that's what you call revival. That's what you call the wall doing something. And you know what's happening? The ramparts are coming also. The little boys and the little girls are praying. They're begging God. Wednesday school should begin for our elementary, junior high, and high school, but it's not beginning, but online. And another semester now, those children who need, they need their social involvement. They need recess, they need uh, the cafeteria, they need, oh, we want everything to be safe. Government comes in, they inspect our kitchens on both properties. Oh, we want it safe. We've already planned no basketball games. Our whole season of all sports have already been canceled by our league. We'll buy into that. Give us a privilege to have. We've social distanced the desk. Give us the privilege to have our children back at school learning, reading, writing, arithmetic, and the precious word of God. We're building a rampart down here. We want to build it not behind a computer. We want to build it face to face, heart to heart. Smile to smile. We want to work with these kids. The Bible says the rampart, you young rampart people, you're going to have to decide if God is real or not. You just got to have to decide. You young couples, you're going to have to decide. You're going to have to decide if those children that are sitting next to you are important or not. They need a church. They need a leather lung preacher. By the, great, by, by, by the way, I, I had a birthday on Friday. I know I'm aged. I know that. But I'm not dead yet, I'm telling you. And I know there's many a men coming right up behind me that could fill this pulpit. I know that. But I'm going to do everything I can to keep building that rampart. I've gone to elementary chapel. Our school's 43 years old. I've gone, or 44 years old. I've been there every elementary chapel, every Wednesday, singing this little light of mine and singing John Jacob Jingleheimer Schmidt and take me out to the ball game and Bible quiz and preaching those kids and how many teeth did we lose this week and it's your birthday. Those kids need to be brought up in the things of righteousness. Then I go upstairs to preach high school chapel Oh, we sing a lot together, our youth pastor and his wife here. We sing a lot, don't we? Oh, we sing, and we always preach, and we don't say, now, you know, we just wanna, you know, we don't, we, we wanna, we don't wanna offend you kids, not that stuff. We preach, thus saith the Lord, Amen. and they love it. Then come to college chapel and preach. I'm on the radio, and I'm preaching every day. I tell you what, I'm not dead yet, but I wanna build that rampart. I wanna see your children 
down that aisle one day getting married and say we are establishing a Christian home for God. In that rampart, young people, you're gonna have to put in holiness. You're gonna have to put in honesty. You're gonna have to put in godliness. You're gonna have to put in obedience because that rampart must be strong. So far, who knows what could happen. We've not had anybody on the streets protesting out of that rampart. From 45 years, those people down there grow up to be adults and they're scattered all over this auditorium. They pay their taxes and they pray for authority and they obey the laws. But I want you to know today, it's because mother and dad and the ministry here has kept putting into the rampart the right ingredients. I'd like to keep preaching a long time. Let me get to the wall. I'm the wall, you're the wall. You got children that are watching you. You got grandchildren that are watching you. Some of you have great grandkids. We better get our act together real fast here. And I hope it's not an act, I hope it's a life. And the Bible says in Colossians chapter number three, verse four, Christ who is our life. Christ is not some sideline with us. He's our life. The city county couldn't understand it this week. It just was so, we, we had a nice conversation at the end. I said, we just had others on the speakerphone. They had others on the speakerphone. We both knew that. And I said, you know, we're just going in circles. We could do this for hours. Thank you for listening to us. I'm gonna have prayer with us, had prayer. End the discussion. But I want you to know, friend, they said, Pastor, if you could, we, we probably could drop, they're watching right now, I know it because they promised that. We, we, we probably could drop all the fines if you stop singing and stop going to church. They said, we'll let you go out there and have 60 people. I can't believe I'm hearing this in my America. This is America. I saw one of our city cars two years ago, never seen one, one of those little environmental cars. And I was driving around, I've seen a lot of them now. It said code, code enforcer. Enforcement, code enforcement. And Colonel, I saw that and the first word out of my mouth was Moscow. This is Russia. And I apologize, Mr. Putin, because I should have probably said China. You can laugh. Give us other things. And then don't tell us they give them to us. Mother and Dad, you're gonna have to figure out what's important to you. Grandparents are gonna have to figure out what's important. Only hope this country and your family has is the next generation depending upon God. So hard to believe that I guess if I'd see all that, I don't really watch the news, I, very rare. But if I'd watch the riots, what I hear, it's all young kids. Kids that should have had something to put in the rampart. We've taught them so long in this government, I remember the day in 62 and 63, where they said no more prayer and no more Bible in the school. Though when Mr. Kennedy at 1963 was shot and killed. My junior high 
principal came in and said our president was just shot in Dallas and we burst out in prayer. Girls began to cry and we prayed in my classroom. Public school 15 miles from 15 minutes from here. Centerville Junior High. I want you to know that for all these years, we've taken Bible out of these kids. We've taken prayer out of these kids. We've taken the value of human life out of these kids. We've slaughtered more babies in the womb than any other country in the world. We're not gonna get away with it. We are not gonna sweep it under the carpet. God's watching. And praise God for the rampart. But we still have a battle to fight here on the wall. We've gotta keep our eye looking on the ships out at sea that are coming this way. And they're bringing trafficking, child trafficking, maybe by vehicles or by trucks or by over the border or other countries of the world. But I'm talking about we keep our eye on, uh, on the rampart down there and we keep our eye for what's invading our country. We keep our eye on the philosophy that's invading our country. We keep our eye on what's happening in our schools and what they're teaching. And they're teaching that some things no longer matter. But I tell you what, Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. And thank God that he's the same. Notice what the Bible says. Verse 11, verse 10. I know he's speaking about the rampart and the wall being the family and the home because the elders of the daughter of Zion, that's his daughter's speaking about a country, I know that. But verse number 11, mine eyes do fail with tears, my bowels are troubled, my liver is poured out upon the earth for the destruction of the daughter of my people because the children and the suckling swoon in the street of the city. They're careless and they're brokenhearted in the streets of our city. What things shall I take to witness for thee? What's it going to take to get your attention? Verse 21, the young, and the, lie, the young and the old lie on the ground. Verse number 15, the, all that pass clap their hands at thee. They hiss and they wave their head, the daughter of Jerusalem saying, is this the city that men call the perfection of beauty, the joy of the whole earth? I want you to know tonight, today, that I believe in this church I have an army of people that are on the wall that say, I'm gonna keep fighting and putting prayer and the Bible in my life and in my home and in my family and my marriage. I'm still gonna put the New Testament local church as priority because I'm on this wall up here trying to defend righteousness and liberty. It's arrogant what I'm gonna say because sometimes, you know, you get the feeling like Elijah that I'm by myself out here. Is anybody else gonna stand with me? You know what I've discovered the last two weeks? I've discovered that our emails, our phone calls, our text messages, it's off the charts with the thousands and tens of thousands and hundreds of thousands that say, I am not gonna bow the knee. In this country and the countries around the world, one of our missionaries has got a large ministry of eight to 10,000 on a Sunday and started 600 some churches. He's an amazing man my age and he's given himself to this country. 
He said, here's a list, Brother Traber. I have 30 staff members. I have more, but these first 30 have signed up. They're fasting a day a week for America in another country. They're coming in from all over the world. I don't know anything. I don't know how to use a computer. I don't know what I had to ask someone this week. My cousin texted me and said, you're going viral. I don't know what that word means. I know you think the guy is a nut. He's in the Silicon Valley. I don't know how to do that. I don't plan to do it. We own hundreds of computers. They told me over 2.8, almost 3 million people now have watched a video of this church. And it's on the, I, 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 was, I, 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 looked, I wanted to see what the weather was for you today. And I looked up on my phone, uh, Baptist preacher, Santa Clara, California, on a major, major network. And I said, I don't want to talk to the networks. The news has been calling, those stations have been calling. I don't want to be on the news. It may have to come a day I must be, have to get, I don't want to be on the news. I, this, is not, this is not an exciting moment for me to be in the public limelight, but I'm telling you what I'm finding. Here, here's my point. There are many that haven't bowed the knee. There are many that haven't bowed the knee. And God bless you people, whoever you all are. God bless you everywhere. You have come this morning and said, I'm standing with this church. And we told people, they said, we want to bring Carlos. We don't have room for you. But God bless you. That's the spirit. That's the spirit of this nation. That's the spirit of our churches. That's the spirit of the pastors. That's the spirit of the country. That's the spirit of the nation, the world. And you say, well, some are going to post today bad things about the church. Yes, there are many. But I've got this many that say, keep preaching. I'm going to build by the grace of God with his help. I'm going to work on my wall and look down on the ramparts and protect them. And you must do the same. Thank you for listening to the audio preaching podcast from North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California, led by Pastor Jack Treber. For more information about our ministry or to find out how to get in contact with us, visit our website at nvbc.org. May God bless you as you serve Him this week.